Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spencerberg podcast. It is, uh, it is a weird day today, man. It is currently about to rain in Southern California. We, um, we really don't get a lot of rain here. And the weird thing is, is that uh, I posted on my Facebook group this morning talking about how I saw rain uh, three times last year in 2020, maybe four times in California. And for part of it, I was actually up in, uh, I was over in Florida and it was such a big change for me to experience like, uh, you, you wake up in the morning and it's like raining. And then you, by the time that you get ready and get in your car, it's super sunny outside. And then you go for a drive, you go get food, you get coffee, you come back and then it's like pouring rain and then. Oh, okay. It's sunny again. And it's very bipolar, but here in California, it's always been like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's strange because it's 75 and sunny pretty much all year long. And then you get like a couple days of rain and then a couple days of high wind, which is strange because the, the wind apart is not fun. Like I have this window at my house where, uh, when the wind starts up, it's just, it sounds terrifying because it's like, it's getting through a portion of my window and anytime I hear that noise, I'm like, oh man, here we go again. I don't want to deal with this. And uh, then the fires start and California is very dry. So hearing the fact that there's rain coming is absolutely awesome that it's going to help California a lot with uh, not being so dry. But I follow this guy on TikTok and he's a, a weather report and he told, well, he was, he made a TikTok last night and he was live. He was saying that LA is supposed to get nine inches of rain, uh, which it's not even prepared to get two to three. So we'll see. But Orange County, where I'm from, um, we will get a lot of rain, which means hopefully I can go drift somewhere. I want to go practice some drifting in the M3 at a, at a safe place to do it. And speaking of cars, this episode is sponsored by Redline 360. Redline 360 is an online marketplace to pick up any kind of products you need for your car. I've personally bought products from them, and I actually just got a, a draggy for my car. It's a way to time your 0-60 to 60 and some other things as well. And some of my employees have some parts from Redline 360. They have everything from racing suits to suspension coilover setups to racing seats and accessories and everything in between. So one of my favorite things that I typically will always say about them is that when you go to their website and you don't know uh, what you're looking for, if you're just trying to find maybe um, some maintenance stuff or you're looking to find something like a, a bumper or a splitter, they have different categories when you go on there that you can pick. Okay, I want to do performance mods. Okay, maybe I want to do force induction and I want to update or upgrade my downpipes. Or maybe I'm looking to do uh, an oil change. What are the things that I need for my car, like the gaskets and all the fluids and what do you recommend? They have everything on their website so you guys can go find that and it makes it very easy to uh, modify your car and take care of your car uh, you know, whatever car you have, they have so many different categories and so many different cars on there that it makes it very straightforward. So if you guys want to, the link below on YouTube has a link to redline360.com for all of your parts that you need. Thank you again to Redline360 for sponsoring this episode. Friday, man, Friday is here. I don't even think that, I don't even feel like Fridays affect me anymore. You can definitely feel like when you're in a shared office space, like I have um, a good amount of people around here. Not many people are here today. It's about 10 uh, but right now, like when you walk in, you can kind of get a vibe of like what it's like. Oh, sorry on YouTube. If you're watching as well, I didn't bring my tripod into my car. It's sitting on my desk, but, um, you can feel the vibe when you come in. It's like, uh, a little bit more chill. Everyone's kind of hanging out. You know, it's not like Mondays where Mondays is kind of frantic. You see, like I'll see Manny running around, um, with one of his assistants and then I'll see, 
my um, one of my neighbors, they have a jewelry company and you'll see them like shipping orders and fulfilling stuff and the mail guys in and out. And you got these programmers over here doing their thing. And it's like a, it's a very busy environment, but it's fun because it's enjoyable. Like when you walk in, if you walk in here and you're first, it's a little bit more different. It's a, it's much more a uh, different experience because you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm here. I'm just doing my thing. But when you walk in at like 10 and everyone's just working, it puts you in this mode of like, okay, let's go, let's get to work right now. So it's a good environment to be around. If you um, work from home right now, it's, it's, it's hard because, uh, you know, I have some of my team working from home right now and I worked from home for about a year and a half and it's not easy. Um, you have to, like my commute was to walk from my bedroom to my living room. And sometimes I would just work from my bed, like full transparency. I grew the company from my bed uh, in the very beginning, which it's trippy to think about, but that's the truth. You know, I would sit in bed on the iPad and just send out 8 million emails a day you know, trying to sign people for social media. But yeah, I'm looking at the clouds right now and it is uh, about to be a downpour. I just washed my car too. Uh, but the cool thing is uh, I'm going into Precision Dynamics here in about an hour. I'm going to upload this podcast and head over there, but I want to um, install my extended studs and my spacers uh, to bring those wheels out a little bit more because those rear tires, you can I heard you can fit a 305 um, even on the stock wheel, I, I've heard that before. I just don't want to have too much shoulder rollover where the tire is pushing too far out of the wheel. It's not even with it. I want it to be flush. And sometimes running a huge tire is not the answer. Because um, I've heard sometimes with like a, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. If you have a stretched tire where like it's, uh, let's say a 295 on like an 11 inch wheel, there's a little bit of stretch on it. So when you go around a turn, you actually have more contact point. There's no shoulder rollover. There's more of like, you have more contact point being pulled out and then planted to the ground. So essentially you'd have more grip, which I, I, that's my theory. I think I've heard maybe, maybe my friend Brett Slicer say that. Um, and also my, my team here, we kind of talked about that, but there's definitely a lot of options. And one of the things that, um, you know, I think I'm going to title this video, like what I think about my F80 so far. I think that's a good thing I want to talk about right now, just because these are these are solo podcasts, which I really like doing. You guys had a great response last time. Thank you. I shared a lot about my life and how to get sponsored and all the the three builds that I've had so far and how I really really built them from um, a business standpoint, and also as a as a passion of mine. And it was really cool to see people like, "Holy crap, this is really good information!" And thank you. That means a lot. So I'm gonna probably figure out the best way to share what I think about the F80 um, on my main channel because I really have um, a lot of good ideas on how I can. But the thing is, I haven't had the car for long enough and I haven't even gotten the car to redline. And I say that because um, Mike, my mechanic, said to wait for the crank hub, which I understand. I totally get it. And I haven't been able to push the car around turns. I've had all my groceries and I, my trunk is full of stuff right now that I have to empty out. Um, I bought a bunch of new clothes and I have to return some stuff. And I have like car wash products in there. I just got, I got really good wheel cleaner that I used um, yesterday. It made my wheels look really good. I got a brush too. And I'm really taking care of this car uh, compared to my last mindset of like, Oh, I'll just wrap it, you know, and then use the brush at the car wash and just ruin my paint. Um, and I spoke to Austin, my friend yesterday who owns a, uh, a detail shop and I, he corrected my car. If you watch that series on the E92, when we corrected the car, he was the one who um, made that paint look like a mirror and uh, I don't think that this car needs, I don't think the F80 needs the paint correction because I'm going to wrap the car anyways, but it really needs a ceramic coating. But I don't know if you can wrap a car after you ceramic coat it. I don't think you can because it won't stick. But I don't know. There's always stuff for me to learn. But so far, 
Um, I would be happy to share what I think about the F80. And I think that it is an amazing car. Um, this is finally a time where I'm actually really excited to share with you guys what I think, because I've been trying to figure out how to absorb this car every day of, you know, I, I have a parking garage I park in and I'm trying to get a house soon. I really want a garage and I've had the opportunity to, um, daily drive it. You know, I, my commute's only 10 minutes, but I go to Newport as often as I can to go to Laguna and go to PCH, um, Pacific coast highway and, and just enjoy the weather here and really soak in the the ownership. It, it's a very special car to me and it's the most expensive car I've ever bought. So I'm, I'm taking it in every day, but so far it's been awesome. I really enjoy the feeling of, uh, what it gives me internally. It makes me feel like a car matches my work ethic, if that makes any sense. And if you notice on YouTube and you've seen some of my last Instagram stories, uh, I finally bought all new clothes and shoes and been whitening my teeth. And really I take a lot of vitamins and I've been um, getting the activity that I want. And I've been drinking a lot more water every day, a couple liters. And I, this car is what made me do it. You know, I felt the first couple of days when I got in the M3, I had um, a really old t-shirt on and Amazon shorts for 30 or $20 and um, Converse shoes that I've worn for two years straight. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I noticed that I just wanted to upgrade myself. Um, I think that's what the point of the story is, whether it was whether it was buying the same Amazon shorts again, but new ones or buying Converse again, but brand new ones. And uh, it just, I wanted to feel a little bit newer and upgraded myself because I really put all the money into the company and into the business and the cars. When for myself, I was like, eh, you know, I've, I've had boxers for five years. I don't need to buy new ones. And I have, you know, all these shoes. And then sure enough, I, I just made it happen. I had to. I finally brought uh, water with me. Thankfully, the last, last time I was struggling, but uh, I really like the car. I like the way it makes me feel. I feel really cool, like getting in the car and I have red interior. And this morning I saw a Ford Raptor and I was talking to the guy and I was like, hey, man, I love your truck. And um, the first compliment was on the interior, on the red interior on my car. And I really think it just makes me feel like luxurious. So I don't know. It made it pushed me to better myself. Uh, the car, it made me want to be a better person, which is so weird to say but I like just feeling newer and upgraded. Um, but at the same time, I have a really hard time accepting it because it's such a good car. I just, I'm not used to this stuff that's that nice. And I remember when I worked at Lamborghini and like one day my boss, um, I had a, a Bugatti came in, a Veyron. Uh, it was a, a trade-in or something. So maybe my, one of the guys bought it, but I asked him, I was like, hey, um, I have to go shoot the Veyron. Do you mind if I drive it? Is that okay? He said, yeah, just be very careful. And um, I remember driving off the parking lot through La Jolla. It was, it was an all red Veyron. I think it maybe it was Birdman's car before. And I drove it to the beach and took photos. And I felt, you know, I was in a full like suit, not not a suit, but like, you know, dress clothes. And I remember every day getting in those cars and being fully suited out and having like a nice watch. And I was like 22, 23 at the time. Insane, man. Insane life back then. But there was a difference back then because those weren't mine. You know, I could pull up to a gas station in an all red Aventador and put gas in it and people think it's mine. And in the reality, it, I'm just a photographer, which I don't want to say just a photographer because that was my absolute dream job. I was I loved that life. It was so cool. But none of those cars are mine. So there's a different feeling when you get into a car that like I remember getting the title to my Audi. That was one of the first cars I'd ever owned outright, completely myself, bought myself and paid off completely by myself. Um, I had no help with like down payment, no help with anything. And I, I paid that car. I still have that car. 
And I remember getting in that car a couple of times after I paid it off and I was like, this is mine. I own this thing, you know, and there's no other feeling like that. Uh, and especially now with the M3, every time I get into it, it's just such a, such a reminder of hard work and it pushes me to be a better person and to work smarter and uh, I just really enjoy it, man. It's a whole different thing. But as far as what I think about the car itself, the power delivery is insane. Um, it's weird having a turbo car, twin turbo car, because when you get on it, you hear the boost building and then you really get into the power. I've gotten it up close to red line, but you really feel that power. And you have like this, uh, this control of, you know, you press the gas and it slowly builds and then you got all this power in your under your foot. And it just feels cool to have a car like that where before I have an NA car, like when I had the E92 and the E90, they were both really fun cars, especially when I did the Eventuri kit on it. But there's no, there's no other feeling like having turbos because I know there's so much potential in those cars to make 700 horsepower, but I don't want to. I don't, you know, I posted about doing a single turbo kit and people were like, that's not good for the track. I understand. I get that. I'm going to do upgraded twin turbos and I'll eventually do a single turbo if I keep it long enough, which I think I will. But overall, like the power delivery is really cool. The, the ride height is really high. I really feel how big the car is. The car's a boat. Like it's very pillowy um, around turns and it, I'm coming from two cars that were fully built with a cage and stiff suspension and, you know, sway bars and, and bucket seats. So it's a different story for me. But I took a couple on ramps with it and it grips hard when you put it into, I have an M2 program where it basically stiffens up everything. And then also the steering and the throttle response, throttle response is a little bit touchy, especially coming off the line at like a red light. If you have it in full sport plus it's too aggressive. Um, you like buck back and forth. And since it's a DCT, it acts like a manual. So it does roll. Uh, but it just, it, it's something you get used to, but I like when you get into it and you drive it, it feels like a sports car. It really feels like a cool sports car, especially with the DCT and uh, how it takes a second to engage. That makes it feel very sporty. But if you're trying to just get to work, you know, I put it into comfort mode and the suspension's super soft and then you have, uh, you still have power, but it's not going to build boost like it would in, in sport plus. And then the radio is awesome. I have satellite radio in it. It has a lot of features. Um, the The stereo is great. It has a lot of bass in it. I have the Harman Kardon setup in it. The car is fully loaded uh, besides competition. And it doesn't have the rear shades, which I don't really care much about. I tried to use my foot to open up the trunk too, and I don't I don't know where the sensors are. I don't know if I have that package, but I'm, I have the window sticker I'm making a video on, so I'll hopefully find out if it has that. I kind of, I feel like I look like an idiot, like swinging my foot under my trunk, trying to open it up, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to try to make it work. There's a lot of room. I noticed the driving position's great. I feel much more comfortable in this car compared to the E92. Um, the E92 and the E90, the driving position's really bad. You sit way too high. When I got bucket seats, it made it much better. I prefer to sit very low in these cars. I really like that, especially because I'm six foot three on a good day, six foot two. And I'm a big guy. You know, I, I have to have a car that gives me room. And the E90 and E92 with the bucket seats, it was small. So I had a lower position with the buckets, but at the same time, I was still, I was much bigger too when I had the E92. I was like 30 pounds heavier. Um, but what I'd like to do is uh, lose more weight too and still get buckets in this car. But at the same time, I want to be able to enjoy it how it is 
uh, get to the track one time, just bone stock, and then we'll start looking at, um, you know, bucket seats and suspension and um, everything else that I can do. It's just a matter of making sure we have a baseline. The sound is rough. Uh, I When I do a cold start, I put it into the Sport Plus and the exhaust opens up and it just sounds like a, it just sounds strange, man. It does not sound good. From the inside of the car, it sounds pretty cool. You know, it doesn't sound that bad. You kind of blip the throttle as you go around like a parking garage or you go around a parking lot and you can hear the car sounds really aggressive, but um, you have to be in certain moods really to put it into Sport Plus and you have to really know how to drive a DCT. Regardless of that though, the car's been great. I really like it a lot. The styling's good. I think it's one of the best looking M3s ever made. Uh, Sure, the E92 is great, but it definitely is looking dated, especially with the G80 coming out. And even now with the F80 with the OLED taillights that, um, you know, China came out with 9,000 sets of them and everyone in the USA has a set of OLED taillights now besides me, which I do have some coming. But that helps a lot with updating the rear end. And it's funny because the F80 is so new, but then you get these taillights and then it's like, whoa, the car looks even newer. And then you look at the old ones and it makes the car look really outdated. And then you look at the, the headlights. I have the 2018 version. It's like the, I don't know if mine are OLED or iconic or whatever they're called. But they look awesome. They make the car look brand new. I looked at a 2016 and I looked at some photo differences and it's such a difference now that I, for car guys, you look at it like, oh wow, that makes a big difference. So now with the F80 having, um, yeah, with the F80 having these options to upgrade the style, there's a lot more I want to do with that. But I think it's one of the best looking cars in the world now, as far as M3 goes. Otherwise, I'm trying to think what else. Like, it's an awesome car. It's a really good car. You got a lot of room. I haven't. I don't think I've sat in the back yet, but I have heated seats in the back. Navigation's great. Um, I actually tried the Comfort steering, which I prefer. I posted on Spencer Burt Garage that I was like, I really prefer the Comfort steering with Sport Plus everything else. And I'm still learning stuff every day on what the settings are. And I posted about it. a lot of people. A lot of people who owned um, F80s, they commented and they're like, yeah, this is my setup. And it's cool to hear what others use because now it inspires me to try those different options. And um, I have a, oh yeah, I have a track day coming up a week from Sunday. So I'm going to Button Willow with uh, Speed Ventures and Parker signed up too, which I'm excited to go with him and the whole team. And we have, I believe, I don't know if it's open track day or four different sessions, but I signed up for, I think, Intermediate. Um, I would like to sign up for advanced, but I, this is my first time in the F80. If I had the E92, I would sign up for advanced because I was, last time I went there, I was passing a ton of people. Uh, but this time I'm, I'm on hand cooked tires, which I didn't even pick these. The car came with it and a stock F80, but a lot of people think that I can do really well, which is really cool. I love the faith from other people. Uh, the goal would be a 209. Last time I went in the E92, I ran a 211. And some people that know button will be like, oh, dude, that's slow. Cause like the big time racers are running one fifties and uh, fat is running a two Oh three Ashton's run. Uh, Ashton's running a two Oh three and fat's running two Oh five. I think I don't remember exactly, but, um, we're all hobbyists. We're not like race car drivers. I, I will never go out there and be like, I need to be faster than Parker. I need to be faster than Ash. I'm, I'm never going to be like that. It's fun to have competition, but I'm out there for myself. I want to be out there for me being like, okay, I can beat this by two seconds or Okay, now when I go back home, I'm going to do suspension and come back and I'm going to do three seconds off. I'm going to go do different brake pads. I'm going to do another two seconds and then be able to work from that. So that's what I'm excited about is being able to challenge myself and grow as a driver and then jump on the sim here and and do some laps there. And I'm going to download button below on that and then go out to uh, 
Auto Club Speedway and then go out to a couple other tracks, which I'm super pumped for. I think there's a lot of opportunity for me to do that. And it's great content because a lot of requests came in on the last build to go to the track. And I went once, which is fine. Like I, I, I wanted to just experience it once, but once I got out there, I, I thought, oh my gosh, dude, this is going to be, this is going to be addicting and ex expensive. Uh, yesterday I ordered an aim solo, the lap timer. I ordered a head sock, a uh, tire pressure gauge, and a couple other things for the track um, that I needed. I already have a helmet and I already have driving gloves and a couple things. And then uh, I have tow hooks coming because when you go to the track, you have to have a point to be able to get towed out if you go off and or if something breaks. I got a fire extinguisher too. Uh, a bunch of things that, you know, most track guys should have. And they, most of them do. Uh, but sometimes, you know, if you're out there by yourself, it's like you got to have everything you need. So I'll, I'm just going to look at my tire pressure, study that, kind of see what everyone is running, and then get a baseline. We'll see. Button below will be crazy. And I'm excited to go with my friends too. I got a couple um, Gabe's going. He has a GT3 and also an F80. His name is Blues Clues on Instagram. We, we spoke about him a while ago. He has a really good YouTube channel that explains uh, everything from his GPS lap times to he's doing four buckets in his F80. He's doing uh, E88s and he, he tests all these different tires. So there's a lot of knowledge that he gives and he gets, uh, you know, three to 400 views a video. And I'm like, man, this is so much good knowledge for track people. And then I discovered um, S54 Sean or Sean S54. He has an E46 and he has a ton of content at Thunderhill and Laguna Seca, and he taught me a lot. And all these guys are just really good with no editing, no music, just here you go, here's a track day. And you get this feeling of like, okay, this is where you pull in, this is where you park, this is the registration, you get a bracelet here, you go here, this is how you get through pit lane. Um, and now I know I'm comfortable with Laguna Seca, I'm comfortable with Button Willow. I don't know if I'm comfortable with Laguna Seca yet, but I've done a couple laps on the sim. And I watch a lot of videos on it, so I'm studying it. I think that's the best thing you can do. And I've had a lot of driving instructors reach out to me. But overall, I think the F80 will perform very well. I just know that it needs a handful of things. I do have uh, custom coilovers being built for the car right now. I do have a uh, appointment today at Precision to go install a couple things. I don't, I don't want to install the spacers yet, but I'm going to just because we need to make some content. And I don't think that's going to affect the track day too much. I hope not. Uh, but uh, it's from Motorsport Hardware. They're really good quality stuff. The team over there is really nice. I like them a lot. But I think once you get this car pushed to the limit and I'm able to kind of see where where the drop off is as far as what I need to change in the car for better track days. I'm excited to see that instead of me being like, oh, it needs these wheels because it looks cool. I'd rather say, OK, you know what? Maybe the car needs to get some sway bars because um, there's too much body roll and we'll try out the suspension. Or, you know what? Maybe we're losing power here. Oh, you know, what? actually BBK or maybe different brakes, you know, something like that where. I notice these things at the track and it's going to make me a better driver um, on and off the street, you know, on the track and everything. And I, I want to build the car from that standpoint. I don't want to just do it for videos and do it for pictures and make it look cool. I want to make it functional. So that's why I'm excited to build this car because it's from the start. It's on the beginning. It's a great platform. It gets really good attention on social media. There's a really good community around it. I feel like it's a little bit more of a, of a mature audience, which I really appreciate. I get a lot of good feedback from people and honesty in a, a very polite way, which I really enjoy. But the car has so much potential, man. It is really fast. I've gotten a chance to um, ride in it when Parker was driving it at full throttle, and it, it's quick, man. It, it gets going really fast. So I'm excited to do more power mods too, but it, it does a wheelie like when you floor it. It just gets way too off the ground, and 
Um, I have car parts behind me too, so it'll be really nice to see what it'll do with some aero. And I really enjoy the community. Like I said, it's just great to post and there's so much feedback from people that's not just a thumbs up. It's like, hey man, yeah, I ran this offset on TE37s and it didn't clear the brakes or I have these tires, they do great and um, these brake pads are way better than these ones and run this fluid. So I'm learning stuff every day. And I think that's the most important thing is that when I had the E90, I built it out. I learned a decent amount Then I bought the E92 focused more on track, but I knew about rod bearings. I knew about throttle actuators. Mike and I, we ripped apart the whole engine and replaced everything and did all these videos on it, which I learned as I went. <clears throat> but now with this car, uh, it's a whole new platform. It's an F80 chassis or F8X chassis, whatever you call it. So now it's my opportunity to learn from the ground up and really study this engine and study the car and the chassis and be able to share the knowledge on social media with you guys in order to make fun content. And for me, like I, if it's something that I'm able to learn from, I'm interested in it because I love learning. So there's a lot of opportunity there to grow on social media and grow with this platform. And I think that this, this car will really help educate me with forced induction cars because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot you can do with downpipes and J pipes and um, CSF. We're talking right now on a couple things and I'm, I'm learning a lot about how air to water and, and, uh, charge coolers and stuff like that. So, but yeah, overall, man, this car has been so good. I, I think I should have not said anything before I bought one. I used to say like, Oh, there's no way that sounds so bad. I eat an EX for, for life. You know, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to convert to like an F80 guy, but now I am and it's okay. Like, I think it's a great car. I would prefer to have the sound of a V8. I think I do miss a lot of having the sound of a, of a, beastly v8 engine but the f80 makes up a lot for it in other places like technology the navigation is awesome having the music in there is great the sound system the room uh the steering like everything is so updated and i have heads up display and I have a carbon roof which i've had before but it just feels nice to have something new but the e90x like it just something so pure and raw i think the value of those cars are going to keep going up but I would love to have it. I want to build the E90 DCT like I've spoken about before. But I, I would love to have my F80 and build it. So there's a trade-off. When you buy cars, it's just how it is. You know, you buy a new GT3 RS and you get PDK. It's a great transmission. But for the manual guys, it's like, eh, you have to buy an older one. And the older ones are very underpowered compared to modern day technology and power. But if you like analog cars, then that's perfect. And I think it's different for everyone who would prefer an E46 M3 over a G80. You know, there's like those dudes out there that would prefer that. And I get that. I respect it. I'm the same way. I would love to have a V8 in an F80 and do like a supercharger or something like that. Because I think the driving experience is one of the biggest things is the sound. But I think with bucket seats in the F80, uh, equal length mid pipe, and some good suspension, that car is going to be completely transformed. And I'm going to fall in love with it. Every time I do a mod to a car, I fall in love with it more and more. So I'm excited to see what I can do with this car. But regardless, I would say that this F80 is a great car. I would highly recommend it to anybody else. I would prefer to not give you guys a full answer yet because I want to do modifications to it first. The car is bone stock now, and I think it's a great car for someone who wants to have a, a really fast car that has a lot of room. You can have a baby seat in it if you needed to. You can have all your, I grocery shop in the car. Stock ride height is completely fine. I actually scraped today for the first time. I saw a red Pista Spider 
uh, parked outside a, um, a salon right here in Irvine. And I pulled over to take a look at it. And I talked to the guy for a second and I was going into the driveway and I scraped a little bit, but I went dead straight and I wasn't thinking about it cause I was too excited to see the car and I scraped a tiny bit. Um, but overall, like it has plenty of room. You can daily it with ease. It looks so good, but let me modify the car and I'll get back to you guys with a full report on what I really think. So, okay guys, uh, it is 11 AM. Now I have to go film a video at precision. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to the podcast. It means a lot to me. If you can give the video a thumbs up. Oh, you know what? This is episode 69. I was hoping I would do something special for it, but I just had to make some content. So it's all right. We'll save it for episode 169. <laughs> Thank you guys again for watching and please subscribe and I will see you next time. Peace.